You're listening to the Eat With Grace podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Jackie Neinheis, registered dietitian and professor of culinary medicine. And I am your co-host, Brooke Fredrickson, registered dietitian and certified diabetes care and education specialist. And we are here to challenge a culture around food and nutrition from a biblical perspective. Hi, welcome to the Eat With Grace podcast and happy new year. Uh, my name is Brooke. I am one of the hosts and I'm here with Jackie Neinheis. And today we're going to be talking about New Year. We're going to be talking about having a new start, a fresh start. We're going to be talking about some of the things that people often think of at this time of the year. I think a lot of us go into, you know, whether it's a Monday, like a new, a new start of the week or a new day, um, but having a new year and a new calendar is a really big opportunity for people to evaluate their lives, to make some changes, to make some plans and some goals for where they want to go. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So Jackie, if you want to get us started, um, what is your, what's your plan for 2023? What do you want to focus on this year? You know, something that's been laid in my heart and um, I feel like uh, in my scripture reading and in my time, um, in the word, I just, I want my focus to be more on my mission of what Christ has for me. I'm kind of excited about this new year and that, that I want to be in service to him. And if I'm in service to him, you know, I'm going to be better off and it, my problems might not all go away, but I know that as in service to him that I am saved and have eternal life. And I know that, that I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to make it through all of this. So I want to be more focused on that. And I, I was uh, thinking of a story from the Bible that Jesus, um, an example, Jesus, it was John 4, 27 to 35. And this is the passage where the Samaritan woman is at the well. She was a Samaritan, which Jews would have nothing to do with. And she was a woman who um, men at that time looked down upon women, but Jesus was there talking with her, you know, sharing with her intimate details about her life. And she says, how do you know that? You have, you must be the Messiah because you know these things. And she was, she was just eyeing over these things that Jesus had said. And the disciples returned. They were surprised to find him talking with this woman. But you know, none of the disciples said, well, you know, how are you helping her? What does she need? you know, or why are you even talking with her? And the woman, she took her jar and she left to go to the town. So the town wasn't very far away. It was a village that was probably right there. So she took up, went to the village and it just went, the whole situation kind of just went over the disciples' head. And the disciples said, Rabbi, um, eat something. And he said to them in verse 32, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Okay, so it still went over the disciples' heads because they're like, could someone have brought him food? Did someone go to um, five guys and get him a hamburger or something? 
And Jesus said, no, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So this story shows about disciples that are with him every day and they know his heart, they know him well, and yet they're totally missing the mission that Jesus has for him and that for them and that God has for each one of them. So it's a very interesting story in that they're all about food. They're about the temporary. I need food. I am hungry right now. Where can I get it? And Jesus, who gave you food? And you were supposed to wait to eat till we got here and share some food with us. We're hungry. We want food. And Jesus is thinking of something so much more important. And at the end of these verses, the Samaritan woman has gathered a bunch of people from the village. And it doesn't say how many, but I can see a big group of 20 to 30 people because as they're going, it's like, hey, he's still there. Come on, come on. I'll show you who knew everything about me. Come with me, come with me. So here is a Samaritan woman that is totally looked down upon because of her race, because of her gender. But she gets the idea. She gets the idea that there's a mission here and what's important. And the disciples who've been with Jesus every day following him, they miss it. So I guess in 2023, I don't want to miss it. I want to have my eyes wide open and I want to see what God has for me because there are some things in my life that God has put me there, but it's not easy. And I guess I want to be, I'm kind of excited. How's he going to use this? Yeah. How about you, Brooke? What do you see? You know, every year I I look forward to, to New Year's. I like, I like that fresh start. I like that clean slate feeling. Um, and a lot of years I will kind of evaluate and try to figure out where I want my focus to be for that next year. Sometimes I pick a word. One year I, I chose the word intentional and that was kind of going to be my focus for the year. I was going to be intentional about things, whether it was, you know, whether it was, you know, being in the, in the word and, you know, having to do with my spiritual life or being intentional in my relationships or being intentional uh, with my health. But that was a word that I had chosen one year. And so I don't, I don't know what my word's going to be this year. We, we, you know, before we started recording today, we kind of threw around the word resilience. I think that would be that would be a good one as well. Um, you know, to just kind of push through some hard things. I think it's, I think it's okay to, to do that. We have, you know, scripture in, in James one, it talks a lot about, you know, pushing through hard trials and, and coming out and being steadfast. Um, I think Romans five talks about it as well, about, about persevering. And so, um, maybe, maybe resilient will be my, my word for the year. I don't know. I'll have to pray about it and see. Uh, but I think it's a great time. It's a great time for people to do that to, I think, evaluate and figure out where you want. Jackie, I love your, your mission minded focus. I think that's great. I think we all need to do that. <laughs> whether, whether we choose to make that, uh, well, maybe it should, we should all be choosing to make it our top priority. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I think focusing on more eternal things and less on temporary 
I think that would be great for all of us. I think as Christians, that's probably something that we're all called to do. Uh, so I think that's a great thing. And I think resiliency is a, is a really interesting um, thing to look at also, because that is one thing that we seem to be lacking today. Um, resiliency, I think, comes from having gone through some hardships, having gone through maybe a little bit of suffering, having gone through things that make us dig deep and um, trying to find a way to make it through uh, something that's a, a little bit hard. And there's a couple of ways I think that can, things that can help us do that. And it's, it's a shift, it's a mind shift that our mission for God is more important or should take a priority over what our position in this world is. Um, and also that our motivation in our heart should take a precedence over our expectation of this is how everything should work. This is how it should be. Um, I shouldn't have to suffer. I shouldn't have to go through hard things. Um, for example, you know, I, there's a drug for just about everything. There is a herbal supplement, nutritional supplement for everything. It's the expectation that, no, I shouldn't have this, um, this itchy skin problem. I'm going to take a bunch of supplements for it. Well, the problem with taking a bunch of supplements for it is you take one supplement and it might cause an issue like say incontinence. So then you take another supplement or maybe the doctor even uh, prescribed something for that incontinence. So you have another drug. And so then for incontinence, that pharmaceutical, because can't both herbs and drugs be considered pharmaceuticals or are those just drugs? They are. Honestly, one is naturally occurring and one is synthetic. That's the difference. But they both have the same thing. They both change a chemical process in our body. Um, but yeah, one is found in nature and one is man-made. Okay. So we're going to, um, call this all the pharmaceuticals. And so these, the doctor prescribes some other pharmaceutical for the incontinence, which might cause high blood pressure. And then you need something for the high blood pressure. And it all stemmed from the very first one you took for a very temporary condition that might not have been very serious. Now, some skin issues are very serious, some aren't. And when we talk about resilience, you have to include suffering there. How much suffering is there and how much can you tolerate in a specific situation? Right. And that just makes me think about, I think our, and especially in America or in, you know, first world countries, we don't like to be uncomfortable. And so we are always looking for the quick fix. We want to fix whatever it is immediately. And if that's taking a pill, if it's taking a supplement, if it's ending a relationship, if it's, I mean, you know, you, you could go on and on, but yeah, we don't, humans do not like to be in pain. We don't like to suffer. We don't like to go hard through hard things. And so we gravitate towards the easy and that's what we look for. And I think, you know, whether we're talking about our health, um, We've, we've talked about on this podcast, there is no quick, easy fix. There isn't. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes intention. 
Um, if we really want to make some changes in our life, yes, we can do them in small amounts. And so they're easier to swallow. If we want to say it that way, um, we can make positive changes in our life. We can be intentional, um, in our spiritual life. We can preserve and, uh, reconcile, you know, broken relationships. We can do those things, but they're hard. They are hard and it takes resilience and it takes intention. It takes hard work. It takes going through those hard things. And I think, you know, that's just one thing that I think all of us could use a little more of because we are, we're drawn to the quick, easy, simple fix. Uh, and I think time and history has proven that that just doesn't work. There isn't, there isn't anything quick and simple that is going to do or result in the best outcome. Maybe I should put it that way. In, in order to do this, I think in my mind, I have to have something to turn to, to help me remember of, of how to head in that direction. And one of the things that does that is to kind of evaluate what gives me a legacy over the temporary. Now, this could be spiritual, it could be emotional, it could be our health. So think of the legacy. Now, this might be a little bit um, of a stretch, but it's something that I have thought about. In our family, if we take a pill or an herb or nutritional supplement or whatever for every little thing that ails us, the legacy in our family is going to be that our kids see okay, you just, you take a pill for every little thing. Mm-hmm. I have a friend whose um, daughter died of a, um, of a, I think it was an opioid addiction at a very young age. And she said the first indication that she got is that her daughter would take a handful of aspirin when she got a headache in high school. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe she felt like she needed that handful of aspirin because she had taken aspirin so much that it took a handful to make, to give her the effect that she wanted, or maybe a handful of aspirin is just the way that she dealt with it. But anyway, so if I want to have a legacy in my family of resiliency, of overcoming suffering, of leaving a wonderful legacy, I might say to my kids, you know, if you're not feeling good, let's, let's take a rest. Let's take a nap. See how that does. Let's see if, um, you know, you can have a little bit of water. Um, I think it's interesting. My son who was in the Marines one day happened to, I said something like he had a headache. I said, Oh, you want something with caffeine in it for your headache. And he corrected me and said, Oh, you know, you really, you really shouldn't use some drug like that to fix all the problems. Like this is just a little headache. He's saying, I don't need it fixed with caffeine. And um, I don't really think there's anything wrong with taking a little caffeine for a headache, but it does. It's a mindset. It's Mm -hmm. a mindset. Do I have to fix every little problem for my family? Um, And I think nutritional supplements fit in there because nutritional supplements, they seem harmless and they seem like, oh, you know, you can just take this supplement or this one, this one, and this one should help you. So thinking of my legacy, 
over the temporary, like spiritually, if I have a spiritual decision, the temporary is not as important as what the long-term is going to be for this. It might be for my family. It might be for my community. It might, wherever I'm serving. Right. Well, and from a health perspective, I think through COVID, you know, if we're talking about nutrition supplements, I think the use of them probably went up a lot, right? Because people were worried about their immune system. So they started researching or taking all kinds of supplements to help their immune system. Um, you know, what, what we know about vitamins and minerals, they're not going to be beneficial unless you're deficient, <laughs> you know, is one of those things. But I think people think, oh, you know, vitamin D will help your immune system. Well, yeah, if you're deficient, taking it's going to help it. But if you have a healthy vitamin D level, taking extra vitamin D isn't going to be beneficial, you know? And so I think there's just, there's this gravitation towards um, natural, which I think is fine. But like you said, Jackie, there's still side effects. It's still doing changing chemical processes in your body. It can still do harm. And I think people don't see that. And I know with like, you know, RSV and flu and everything, I think this time of year, all of those things are going around. People are looking for that quick, easy fix. Um, and it may not be like, like the better things might be to maybe, maybe you need to get your sleeping under control. Maybe you need to go to bed at a better time and, you know, get adequate sleep. So you're not run down. Maybe you need to drink some more water because you're just, you're not you know, hydrated very well. Maybe you need to, you know, like there's those things I think are going to be more beneficial than popping a pill. Um, when we're talking about overall health and immune system, again, it's those hard things that we have to discipline ourselves to do that I think are going to be better in the long term rather than provide this temporary fix by, by popping a pill or throwing something in our mouth. I don't know. Can you think of any other things, Jackie, besides like, you know, sleep or, or hydration that that could help as I well think, yeah I think a big problem is anxiety mm -hmm. and we need to take care of our mental health and I think adequate sleep adequate nutrition all those kind of things can help with anxiety but um sometimes sometimes we can take verses that we have memorized and run those and replay those through our mind to help fight the anxiety, um, anxiety is one of those things that is very real. It's very hard to get rid of. It's like, um, my, a coach used to tell my daughter in volleyball to mellow out. And she's like, mm. okay, how do you work hard at mellowing out? Well, mm -hmm. it's like, how do you work hard at eliminating anxiety? Because they're, um, it's an oxymoron to try to yeah. do that. But I do think that if we can think about what we can control and think about our motives for it, and maybe kind of eliminate some of the expectations of how it has to be, because we know God is in control. We know God handles it. We know we can leave it up to him. So we just have to look at our motives and maybe we have to get rid of some of the expectations of how it's going to look when God is in control and that it will be okay uh, when he's in control. So thinking about our um, 
mental health is important. Some people turn to all different kinds of things when they're under anxiety. Some might be healthy, but some might be not so healthy and might lead to addictive kind of behaviors because they don't want to feel that way. Mm -hmm. um, one positive thing we can do definitely is, is to try to turn to the Bible and read his word and find comfort in the fact that he has a path for us and he knows that path for us. And we are going to make it through that path with him. And the victory has been won. He has won that victory. Yeah. Well, and that just reminds me of the verses um, in Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, very popular and well-known verses that say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And I think like, as a new year is upon us, thinking about going forward and how we want God to direct our paths, that is the key, right? It, it, it gives us two specific things that we can do this year to do that. We need to trust in him. We need to trust that he knows what's going on, that um, you know his ways are not our ways, that whatever is going on in the world, he is allowing, he's either allowed or he's ordained it to happen. Like we know that we need to trust him. We need to trust him with our health. We need to trust him with our relationships. We need to trust him um, with our lives. And then we need to also lean not on our own understanding, right? We need to not put our trust in ourselves. We need to not be self-sufficient. We need to not be independent of him thinking we know better than him. We need to, we need to trust him um, and acknowledge him in everything that we do. And I think that just having that mindset, having that posture towards him going into this new year, I think hopefully if you lean into that um, and really, you know, trust him, get into his word, get to know him, get to know who he is, pray, um, establish a better spiritual life um, and spiritual disciplines with him. I think he's going to, you're going to see him work out things, you know, in the other areas of your life, whether it is your health or whether it is your, um, you know, physical health, mental health, relationships, whatever it is, um, we, we can trust that he is going to work those things out for his good and for his purpose. I really love that verse in Proverbs. You know, you were talking about a word for the year, you know, yeah. it might be fun to even have a verse for the year. I hadn't thought mm -hmm. of that. Just now, mm -hmm. but that, that would be a good one. But another verse that kind of speaks to helping you have some resiliency, helping you maybe face trials with that without anxiety, maybe um, understanding that there is suffering in this world and we can make it through. And I was thinking of James 1, 2. It says, um, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. If I want to be mission-minded this, this year, if I don't want to, if I want to have my eyes wide open and see what, what God has for me, then I want this perseverance. I want that faith. And on the other hand, I say, Oh, Lord, don't test me too much. You know, don't make it too bad. I don't want to suffer too much. But on the other hand, I do want to see what he has for me. Yeah. If we were going to like, uh, 
provide some like specific practical things as far as you know developing resilience goes Jackie do you have any any specific actionable steps can you think of anything I'm trying to think of like I mean I you know if we're going to relate it to to health or nutrition I think we could do that but um what do you think well I think of the kinds of things in your family and your personal life that helps you reach outside of yourself. Like, even if, even if your day's not going so well, even if maybe you're a little bit uh, down or anxious or whatever, finding a way to help somebody else, that would be a very actionable step. If somebody needs a meal, if somebody needs a good word, if somebody needs a, um, you know, uh, a friend to listen or uh, someone to walk with, just some actionable kind of thing like that can sometimes help you take the focus off of yourself. Because when we have anxiety, the focus is entirely on ourselves. I love that because I think we are going to be if, if we haven't already, we're going to be bombarded this time of year with put yourself first, make yourself a priority, more self-love. I think those are always the messages that go into um, self-improvement, right? New Year's resolutions, all of that. And like you said, Jackie, like God calls us to put others before ourselves. We are really called to put others' needs before our own. Um and so, yeah, making sure that we're not blurring those lines and making sure that we're thinking about other people and um, allowing God to to use us that way. Now, I think there's there's a fine line in there. It gets it gets kind of confusing because I, you know, we we should take care of our bodies. Um, we should develop good habits, healthy habits to um, take care of our bodies well. But it shouldn't be at the expense of other people. It shouldn't be at the expense of our families. It shouldn't be at the expense of uh, being involved in serving and helping other people, we can find that balance of doing both. And I think um, that can be a challenge in, its, in itself to find that balance. You know, a second thing that um, can happen is I have really enjoyed doing this podcast. I find um, talking about these spiritual matters and talking through these issues with um, Brooke as a co-host has helped me spiritually. It's helped me emotionally. It helps me physically to be motivated to do um, a better direction. So I would say as a second thing, you know, find something you're passionate about and find a way to share it. You might not want to do a podcast, but maybe you like to write. Maybe you um, like to, you know, teach like in Sunday school or teach uh, in some other situation where you have young kids. So there can be different ways to share that actually helps you grow and you be more mission-minded. Right. Yeah, we all have different gifts. God has given us all different gifts and uh, we should be using them in a way that honors and glorifies him. We, we are gonna, I think, be held to account. I think that's one thing that we're going to be asked um, you know, at the end of all things is how did we use what God has given us? Um, how did we spend our time? How did we help and serve other people? I don't think he's going to ask what we ate. I don't think he's going to ask, um, 
you know, how, how perfect or imperfect our health is. I don't think those are things that are going to matter uh, when it comes to eternity. So, yeah. So, yeah, we just want to encourage um, all of you to, I guess, kind of evaluate this coming year, pick a word that, that you want to focus on, or like Jackie said, a verse, find a verse that can maybe be your, your life verse for the year. Um, something that you can write down that you can have posted that you can have um, in a visible place where you're going to constantly be reminded of it and then come up with some actionable steps on how you can actually carry it out. I think that's that's the most important thing with goal setting. If you want to do something, you have to make a plan um, and having actionable steps is the way to do that. Otherwise, it's just a thought and those that tend to disappear um, if we don't put them into practice. And I know the things that I keep going back to and a little bit of a summary of our podcast today is that um, I want to be mission-minded over position concern. I want to have um, my motivation over expectation. And I want my legacy over temporary so that I keep kind of a focus on what's important and I don't get mixed up. It's kind of like the um, urgent taking over the important. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that to happen. I want to keep my priorities right. Yep. That sounds great. Great way to end that, Jackie. Okay. Well, again, Happy New Year to you all. And we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Eat With Grace podcast. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. We would love to have you leave a review or comment on our Instagram page. It's been great to share this time with you. And we pray that you have a grace-filled day.